been looking at getting some. Been looking at get. I'm actually going to write a Christmas list this year. Well, we don't bother with it. No. Not with lists, but with with Christmas celebrating no. Christmas. Well, I, we do. We do. I mean, we we do all. We have all the benefits of it, but we don't sort of pay anything, so we don't buy anybody anything, as you know. Yeah, which well, I have no issues with that. But for the first time in years, I actually want something. You know, when somebody says, "What do you want for Christmas?" Yeah. The problem is, it's too expensive. Why? Well, I want. But first of all, there's three things I want. I'd love a, a new games machine just for me because Charlie's taken over the Xboxes. Right. I'd love the Nintendo Switch thing. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. Because I've seen what I've seen of it looks great. The, I want the. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a podcast little microphone. Because we need to sort the sound out on this. Why? Wow, what's up? It's not brilliant. Isn't it? Well, it's good. It'll do. Yeah. But. It'd be great to have a good, good quality sound, honey. Wouldn't right. it? So I want, I want VR. I want I'd love a VR as well. So that's right, in VR. Yeah, VR. Virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Well, we one can just hope, can't they? Yeah. And if we three hundred ninety nine quid now. Yeah, I know. I've been thinking about, it. but but you've got to have a computer. But I'm presuming this would do it. Yeah, I think that one would do it. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe if there's some sponsors. Looking for something to yeah, sponsor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but as you were on the internet, um, no, that that doesn't link. What <laughs> I was thinking of is um, we're back on the tales unexpected, and I was just wondering. But before we go any further oh. with with what we're talking about on this episode, yeah. does this episode on the TV resemble in any way what was written down uh, for the, as a, in book form before it was made into a? Uh, uh, dramatization. Oh well, I don't. I don't okay. know. Let's let's heart, let's get that looked at at some point. L- let us introduce ourselves. To my to my right here, I've got uh, Rob. Rob. Rob, who is part of? Are we, were we Cobb? We were Cobb. Yeah. Are well, we, we're not Cobb anymore. No, that's what we were. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were we're stroke are. And, <laughs> and, I, and I am Chris. I am a Nigerian prince who has a lot of money that needs to be invested. So if you're interested, just send along in the comments uh, your bank details. Yeah. Well, I you know obviously I sent you mine. And, yeah. Uh, I've not. I've not. I no, no. I'm waiting for the gold just to come out of the ground really on oh, that right, one so right. yeah, don't worry it's buried it's buried it's, it's, it's coming some, though isn't yeah something to do with my father so right yeah, it seems it like in. somebody's gone out of my account i don't know yeah well i had to take an initial deposit oh, with okay. the first of a few probably yeah oh, okay. so just as long as you yeah we, we discussed this rob so that's not embarrass anybody on the uh, yes. on the podcast okay, there um this is um you know when you know when in old carry-on movies and the first one I'm thinking of is this isn't the carry-on movie, but the first example is in Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to uh, love, the bomb. love the Bomb and stop worrying. Yeah, stop worrying. Stop worrying and love the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Now carry-on movies used to do this. They used to do a, a kind of like awe, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah. wasn't. I, I don't know if it was part of a part of a joke or whether they were serious that that was what it would be called. But this one here, I've said, is uh, it's called Sound Machine, or the man who has plants who scream. <laughs> so, the right, ma- yeah. So, so that's that's how I would or this one. Right, okay. Bit of a spoiler there. Perhaps. Well, I realise that that only happened at eight minutes in, so there's no spoiler on this one. Right, okay. Or only a small spoiler. <laughs> a spoilette. Yeah, maybe I could reword that. The man who has a machine who could hear other things. <laughs> there we 
we go, yeah, there's nothing clever about having a machine that can hear other things, though, is there? Well, it depends, doesn't it? It depends yeah. what those other things well, are. That's true. And maybe we can find what those other things are in this <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. Uh, right, so in, in order to properly begin this episode, because we've got some a little treat to, to begin with, a treat and then a... A, 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 it was more like a ooh, and then a uh, oh. yeah, and I'll explain in a second. But first of all, we need that all important music. It's the tales of the tales of the of the of the tales of the unexpected tales. So remember before the music I mentioned to you about an ooh and an ah. Yeah. But yeah. The, it was more like a this. So it'd be like this. Here we go. Ooh. Uh. And that is because this is a Roald Dahl book. Right. Converted we- into a, a dramatisation. Yeah. So that would be the ooh. Yeah, because you, cause you what, because you think well back to basics. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get the full Monty. Here. Full Monty. We're gonna have him in his study. Not naked, obviously. No. But then the uh, was none of that. I felt a bit cheated. It, I mean, if you're used to this, if you've joined this series at, at this series and you've never seen anything before, then this wouldn't this wouldn't mean anything to you. But if you've watched it like us, yeah, and anybody and most people in the world, but uh, <laughs> sorry, not most people in the world, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> most people who'd seen any of these will have watched it from the start. I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, then you'd have gone. Right, Ooh. well, Ooh. Roald Dahl would... It's his story. Yeah. He introduces it. Yeah. He gives us a little preamble yeah. about some bullshit. And then <laughs> we start... We might even, when the sort of like the, the action starts, have him narrating a little bit right at the beginning. Yeah. I'm just, just thinking about life imitating art, because we do that, don't we? We start off with a bit of a preamble that's we, absolute bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> we just move on to more bullshit. If you imagine a cheesecake, it's got like a, a, cheese, a bullshit biscuit <laughs> and then bullshit mascarpone cheese and then... Bullshit sprinkles. Wait there, one fact in it. Hidden. Like it, a file in a cake. Yeah, or like lemon. Lemon curd. Right. And then sprinkling of bullshit on top. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Yeah, I but, mean, it's the best type. I mean, my sort of first disappointment then with this was... Opening, you know, opening scene after credits, I thought, we'll see Roald. Yes. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. So then I thought, ah, Roald will be doing the voiceover. With, with the narration. Yeah, yeah. going to be some of that. Nothing. Nothing. This has to be good for that to be taken out. Yeah. Right? Okay. And it's got to it be, has to be... It's a brave decision not to. It's got to be so self-explanatory as well that Roald doesn't feel the need to tell you anything about it. Yeah, which he never really did, you know. No, he just talks about... Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. So, right, let's start off then. It opens up with um, the the title... Sorry, the, there's a house. It looks like a grand house yeah. in one of them old quaint villages in England. It, uh, and it's back in 1935, isn't it? It's the summertime of 1935. Those are the words that pop up on the screen. Yeah. Like a, like in a Danny Boyle... In Danny Boyle's train spotting, it had the wor- possibly the worst toilet in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. And but that this just says summer nineteen thirty five. Yeah, and we we what we do is we we see inside a kind of summer house which is inside the garden. Yeah, it's of like, uh, this 
posh house. Yeah, but I, I'd say more a big shed. Yeah, I don't know really what to call it. I'm guessing shed would be like, better. Summer house seems a bit more sort of grand. I, I imagine like sort of like like a big greenhouse with a summer house. That's right. You, you're right. It's not a summer house, is it? Do, uh, do you know that like greenhouses? No, not greenhouses. Conservatories are not being called conservatories now. They're being called orangeries. Well, that's wrong, isn't it? Because, and do you know what? In well, fact, right, hang on a minute. Let's just have a look. What is the definition of orangery? Right, I've got here pictures of orangeries. Yeah. Okay, it's that look. It's a big bloody conservatory. That's. I'm sure this is wrong because I've played, I've played Assassin's Creed. Right. And. Oh, you know what? Looking at the shape of these, I think it's a square. Right. Right. Okay. So, what is an orangery, and how is it different to a conservatory? Um. Well, according to Wikipedia. An orangery was a room or a dedicated building on the grounds of fashionable residences from the 17th to 19th centuries where orange and other fruit trees were protected during the winter, similar to a greenhouse officer. So this says here on Everest Fit the Best website... The, and the, other other fitters are available. Yeah, they, orangeries... Yeah. Sorry, conservatories generally act as a complete extension of the house. Right. As a rule, orangeries still maintain an additional touch of elegance. Right, that doesn't really give me anything, does it? Right. To, sum- to, to summarise, conservatories use minimal brickwork and are more about viewing the garden from a roof that feels like it is part of the house, whereas orangeries have more brickwork and are larger, considered by some as private spaces with an emphasis on luxury. So there we go. Right, I mean, on the size thing, it says here in Wikipedia that often the orangery would contain fountains, grottoes, and an area in which to entertain in inclement weather. So that is quite a big quite a big thing with fountains yeah. and grottoes in it. And uh, like a folly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, a grotto could be a folly. I like, so I like the idea of We've got grotto, it here. Conservatory, we? grotto, folly, orangery. Yeah. We, it's up to you, isn't it, really? I, uh, oh, I, shed. I, I had a friend who had an auntie down in uh, Surrey, and they, um, I can't remember which, what they intended to do with it, but we went round once, and they'd got a, uh, a fish pond in their living room. In the living room? Yeah. A fish, not a fish tank? No. A, they like dug a out, because we went once, and it was normal. Went again. They dug out. I don't know whether they'd been intending to make it some sort of swimming pool or something, but it was in the living room, and and I think it went part outside. Yeah. But they decided not, and so they'd got a pond. How weird! Well, I've, I do know there are people who have wells. Yeah. In like under the house, like, and I don't know what the purpose was initially, but one Water? of them. No, I don't. Well, I mean, obviously there would be a brook or something underneath that that we could yeah. probably. Do. But yeah, I, I bet that's what it is. Just to just to sift some fresh water up. What the well? Yeah. So you got your well. Yeah. You needed some fresh water. Yeah. Free. Get it, it. Get it out there. Get it out yeah. there yeah. and yeah. filter it and stuff. However, one of the one of the I know this woman who has that in her mum's house, right. a well yeah. in the cellar, right. right? You go down and there's a well there. It's, they use this house in one of them haunted nonsense programmes. You know, some spiritualist went round to, to contact the oh, dead. really? Yeah. yeah. Did, did it go well? Well, she was saying things like, 
This is the one thing I remember the most. There was, she was sat next to a fireplace, and it was one of them fireplaces that people have put, uh, like a horseshoe on. Yeah. You know, they've nailed it to the brick and stuff. Yeah. And she, and one of her, one of her uh, moments of clarity was, uh, oh, this house had something to do with horses. <laughs> So, Certainly horseshoes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anyway, so... Uh, so I'll tell you, a, wa- tell you a, water, a water sort of fact. Well, it's not... Well, I, I'll tell you it. Right. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, when you were a kid, do you have sort of thing? Did things like worry you sort of that were, were totally unrealistic? Yeah, I, I was... I used to... One, uh, quicksand. Right. I used to shit yeah. myself that I was going to die of quicksand. <laughs> Two, kidnapping. Oh, right, right. I thought I was going to be kidnapped. Well, I, we, I used to play um, down a disused railway track when I was young. And uh, there was a bit there where out of the side of the wall um, of the track, of the uh, channel it was cut into, um, there was water s- seeping out quite a bit. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, you know, I'll have a drink of that. Yeah. So I had a drink of it. But then... I became aware about cholera. Yeah. And for years, I was waiting to develop cholera, <laughs> thinking I'd drunk it for, uh, and got it from there. Think but I'd have done the same. It's, it's not happened yet. No, think I'd have done the same. Is that I would have been, oh shit, that was a mistake. <laughs> it's happened now. Yeah. yeah. I'd have done the same. Anyway, that was a, a grand tour, wasn't it? <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. but however, there were some facts in there, so that was good. Yeah, so orangery facts, weren't there? Yeah, and what this is is a shed. It's an elaborate shed. Certainly not an orangery. No, not a conservatory. No, we go into the shed. Yeah, and inside the shed is an old boy. Yeah, he's got a bow tie on. You know, he's that classic. Now I want to say he's wearing like because he's wearing like a um, Sunday leisure suit sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, but that, from the 1930s. I was going to say, I think that might that might sort of bring a different thing to mind—a Sunday leisure suit. Because, like, to me, when you said that, I thought of a shell suit, which is yeah. Not well, wearing. that I wouldn't wear that on a Sunday. Well, I wouldn't ever. Now, but right, you did at one point in the 80s. You wore a shell suit, very popular. Right. Yeah, and I bought one, and one day I was at home and I got called out to go to the police station. And I went, I, went, I went in my shell suit. <laughs> the police were laughing at me. <laughs> Mr. Big Shot Solicitor in the shell suit. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I always remember uh, at school one lad who had a shell suit on, and it was the first shell suit we'd ever seen. So it was big news. Yeah. yeah. And we were all like, fucking hell, that's amazing. What, yeah. what, what, is, what is this? I don't think he ever called it a shell suit, but it was just different. It was like seeing an alien. It was amazing, right? Mm. And he, he explained it was £130. Right. Like, if I paid £130 for a tracksuit now, I'd be like, no, no. Yeah. So that And that was... I, I was in school in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Crikey, that was a lot of money, wasn't it? it that would have been in the first year of school. So, 80, 88, 89. Right. Christ. Hundred and thirty pounds then. Inflation, yeah. five hundred quid now that. Well I, I was earning about four and a quarter in nineteen eighty eight. What does even that mean? Four thousand two hundred and fifty uh, a year. So so I mean I can't do the maths, but 
that it's like less proportion. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's just less than a percent of your wage. Well, it is a percent. One percent. No. no, it's less than a percent. Oh, I see, a percent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it's a percentage because I know it's a percent. Everything's a percentage of something. Well, isn't that, it? yeah. Well, that's what that's what confused me. <laughs> no, it's just. A <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, you've done that wrong. I haven't. I'm struggling here. Four thousand two fifty. Fifty divided by hundred twenty thirty-five. Oh, £130. £130. Pounds. No, we don't know how to do percentages, we do, do we? We don't do we now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. I think you put the smaller amount into the big amount and then <laughs> divide that by that and then times but it by But if you think about it right... Doesn't matter. It's about an eighth of a thousand. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever the answer is, it's wrong. <laughs> Right. If, if any of our uh, listeners <laughs> can work that out for us, it would be really useful. I think I've got an well, idea. Not useful, it? but interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've got an idea. I'm going to do it on this machine here. And I'm not saying that Macs are better than PCs, because they're not. I know they're not. I'm, I can't wait to get rid of this thing. Right, so 135, that's what I said, isn't it? Divided yeah. by 4,250 equals times 100 equals, sorry, I times it by 10 then, divide it by 10 equals, <laughs> right, times it by 100 equals 3%. Right. So it was 3% so, of my annual wage. So times 3% by 135 equals, yeah, 3%. All right, right. Yeah, go. so uh, 3% of my annual wage at that shell suit. Yeah. Right, okay, well, there we go. That's another fact. <laughs> right, uh, anyway, so, uh, so he's in this kind of like, it's now, this is like, he wear, he's wearing those kind of trousers that finish halfway down your leg yeah. at the knee and then a big pair of socks. I want to say four by twos, but I'm sh- plus fours. Plus fours, is that what yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they call that, but anyway, I, I want some. They're, they're, like, they're like sort of jodhpers a bit, a bit aren't they? Yeah, I suppose, that's a good way, a men's jodhper. He's a bit... He's a bit dressed like Q or something out of James Bond. Good point, he? yeah, yeah, but an early Q. Yeah. Yeah, yeah before yeah. he went into his grey suits. Now, he's ex- he's doing clearly some science work. Yeah. He's twiddling knobs on a, a machine. On a, on a machine that seems to be built in a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. So he's saying words, you know, science words like yes, yes, yes. Good, good, good. Right, so we know it's we know he's a clever guy. Right, I, I think they're only science words in the particular context. Absolutely, they? yeah. But for me, it was like he knows what he's talking about. Right, um, and then that's how he knows things are going to plan with his science work. Well, we can tell because he's saying yes, 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 good, yes, and good, good, good. Yeah. We we then cut to. I'll come back to that then. Right. Yeah, I, I will as well. All right, because I've already I've already made the note. All right. Then. Right. But um, we then cut to um, the, the adjoining house. It's not what we would refer to bit really as a semi-detached. No. Be, but it, it's, a, it's equally as grand a house, but it's joining. Yeah. And so it's, it doesn't seem to give it the credit it is, because, because a semi-detached is what you know, we'd expect three bedrooms... Yeah. And a kitchen and a living room where uh, on both sides. Whereas this looks like it's got like seven bedrooms, drawing room, dining room, and yet it's still joined onto a house that's got the same. Well, you see, to um, 
link back to the orange here. That where I heard this phrase was from my ex-wife. And my ex-wife has bought a house. And she's She's got a big house, hasn't she? Which has got seven bedrooms, as you just said. Mm, right. And, I discovered, is semi-detached. Yeah. And and she's building an orangery in it. So, you know, how, how much linkage is that? Stone-built, grand houses, big old garden areas. And that's quite important to this story. Yeah. So, Actually, she's got a she's got like a copse of trees in it too, so she could it, she, it, could it, even it, be a film there. It couldn't have been, couldn't it? Because yeah. that's important too. I, maybe later on we'll visualise a map for the listeners. Oh, right. <laughs> um, now then, you got pen on your nose, by the way. It didn't, didn't matter. It's only a bit. I just thought I'd tell you. Not oh, look, I've got it on my finger. That's uh, all right. So, um, out of the adjoining house comes a woman. Uh-huh. She is accompanied by. A man who we established straight away is a doctor. Dr. Scott. Now then, he's seeing her or her husband, yeah. I guess. We, yeah. we don't meet her husband, but she, she's, he's doing some checkups. Yeah. And then she starts having a conversation, sort of out of nowhere really, about the man next door who spends a lot of his time in his shed. Yeah. Um... I uh, think this is obviously in the days before client confidentiality. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, although knowing Roald Dahl, he probably just didn't even research that bit. It, <laughs> it's a bit bad to say, but it's true. Um, do we establish at this? There's a relationship of some sort with her and the doctor. I mentioned that because, in fact, no. I'll, I'll approach it now. Do, did doctors in the 1930s just go round everybody's house? Just pop in and see him. Well, it was it was before the NHS, so we so just used to do like call just in, drive on. around, because you'd have to, you'd have to pay for it, I guess. I would have thought so. Yeah. Well, this is what seems to happen because he's he's talking about the person next door, and then that's what he's going to do next. He's going to go and pop in and see the guy next door next. Yeah. It Weird, would just seem it? really really bizarre to have made two appointments in the same afternoon for the yeah, same person. Yeah, I, I think he's just he's just like bumping his money up, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, she explains that he, he, this old man next door works late in the night. He's an odd man. And... She, she's he, Basil, isn't she, the, the woman next door? Yes. He's a, the regular listeners will know that that's not... I'm suggesting she's called Basil. No. It's Basil Exposition from uh, Austin Powers. Yes, Austin Powers, yeah. So, yeah, so she... Yeah, we, we're being fed a story. The Doctor comes in with some more expedition. He's a botanist, isn't he? Right. So, if, if people don't know, that's to do with plants, isn't oh, it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. To do with the plant, the flora and fauna. Yeah. And and so what she says is that, uh, basically, he's in his shed late at night and, and making odd noises in there. And they've, they've apparently even been thinking about calling police. For no reason. <laughs> Things might have been different back then. Yeah. So, when the doctor leaves, we get a close-up of a rose. Yeah. Again, seemingly out of nowhere, but actually... Sort of that that comes into fruition in a bit. Do you think as he's leaving, he, he sort of stumbles over her name? D- does he say goodbye, Mrs. Son? Yes, he does. And that never reoccurs, does it? No, I can't wor- not quite that, work out that. It's not yeah. that he seems to have a speech impediment. No, it just happens once. Yeah, it's like oh, I've forgotten who I was speaking to. He, then he does that, and then you think. Is 
Has he just got his line wrong? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I could really yeah. picture there. Yeah. Um, anyway, the doctor's now on his way to see the man next door. He, go- he goes straight into the summer house, and he's there to check on his elf. Yeah. Well, he explains that uh, the what the man, the old man, is doing looks quite complicated. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, whilst he, he's looking at the machine, he asks all sort of. Doctory sort of questions, yeah. but they're not really doctor questions, no. are they? It's sort of like how you how you'd play a doctor if you were not a doctor not and a doc- being told to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the old man explains. Yeah, he's investigating sounds. He goes, "I like sounds." Um, he says, "Go on then. What, what's this machine really for? You you make me inquisitive." Which I thought could have been worded better. However, I know what he means. He's like, you've not given me much here and I'd like to know a bit more about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, he does start pulling the wires a bit as well, doesn't he, the Doctor, at this point? Did you, did you notice that? What, how do you mean? You get Well, there's some wires. Oh, yeah, and, some, yeah, yeah I thought you meant metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, well, he's talking about, the, the, the old man, that is, talks about... Do we find out what the old man's name is? I've, I can't re- recall it being said. The old fella, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you what he's called. He's called uh, Klausner. Really? I don't recall that being ever mentioned at all. No, I just looked it up. No, right. she must have. The old lady must have said, "Mr. Cla- Klausner, Klausner next door." door. I, don't, I don't remember it either. No, I don't remember it. Uh, anyway, um, Klausner's talking about the human ear being unable to hear everything, which is. Sounds like I'm no scientist, you know, uh, but that sounds fairly reasonable. Yeah. It's, we know it's true. We know that's true. We know that some animals hear better. Yeah. So he's, he refers to a dog. A dog's hearing is much better than ours. It can hear things that we can't hear. And he's talking about frequencies and tones yeah. Yeah. that we we can't. On, the, on that, right, I was watching something on telly the other day. I forget what it was, but. Um... Could we hold that? Because I need a poo. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. Work out how to pause this. That's better. Right. Whew. Right. Just came on that. So <laughs> now then, you were saying there was something, weren't there? Yeah. Well, I I forget where I saw it, but it was uh, it said that um, there is a, a sound that people can only hear up to the age of twenty four. What sort of sound is this? I couldn't hear it because I'm, I'm. No, but did you find out what the description was? Uh, and, could... and why it was caused? No, oh. but but it's true apparently. And but uh, how would you? What, what basis? There's just a sound that exists that, <laughs> that people can't hear after the twenty-four. On your twenty-fourth birthday? Well, I guess so. Or your twenty-fifth birthday? It'd be your twenty-fifth, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, you'd be able to hear it all the way through to your twenty-fifth birthday. Yeah. Uh, the, right, and we, it's it's apparently on on YouTube. Can you hear it? It says here. It says here if you're 25 or older. Now, we, if we can't hear it, they we're we're both over 25. Yeah. So there could just be nothing, should and we we'll see, never know. We right, it? try it. Let's okay. Well, I'm very disappointed because there's a little subtitle here that says you don't actually lose the ability to hear this sound once you turn 25. Don't take this too seriously. So, there you go. 
That's ridiculous. That's that. That was actually happened, has it? That's just happened. Yeah. It's, There's all of them. There, look, you know, that, that's it's a what do you call it? Isn't it? It's a, it's a uh, the fellow who's a cowboy, the uh, Butch Sanderson, Butch Cassidy, <laughs> Butch Sanderson. <laughs> it's a Butch Cassidy thing, isn't it? What does that mean? Well, I think I've told you before, I watched a programme and uh, it said uh, they, they were looking for Butch Cassidy's grave and yeah. they went to a Bolivian was cem- it? cemetery, right? dug it up yeah. and it wasn't Butch Cassidy's grave. Right? Who was it? But, well, I don't know. But they obviously knew it weren't Butch Cassidy's grave before they broadcast the show. So really, it was just... Just dig- to get you to watch. Yeah, but it was just digging up a grave, weren't it? Yeah. I mean, I could do that, couldn't yeah, I? Yeah, we, could we say, all could. Is this Butch Cassidy's grave? Yeah. Dig it up, no. We, you're right, because they'd have filmed that, and even in the production, say, it, like even if it was like, we're going to test this theory out, they'd have come back and said, did you dig it up and film it all? And yeah, we film it all, we've got everything ready for the show to go out, and the people said, did it, was it? And you go, no, and you go, well, take that shit off the air. Then. It's not a show, then, is no, it? That? No. no, it's not a show. Right, okay, so anyway, that well, I have heard... A number of things, and I do think that age has a part to play in it, but just simply emitting a, a, a sound from my hearing yeah. at, the age, at a certain age, I think it's based on how good an eerie you are. My wife can hear bats. Really? Yeah. That's, that's... I mean, I think I could probably hear a bat. Well, if we both... You mean when they're kind of like... Well, when they're doing their echo loud Yeah, sound. that's what I meant. If we're both out, she can hear them and I can't. Yeah. I think I'm aware of bats. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he... Uh, well, well, he's talking about, basically, like a hierarchy of notes, isn't he? That's right, and the further the frequency gets into the higher end, the less a human can hear. Yeah. Um, and, and depending on what's made it, and, and also some things can hear it, so you just have to work out how to make something... Yeah. To hear it, which which is all which all sounds so reasonable. He perhaps takes it a bit too far though, because yeah, he, but the then... doctor at this point, one second, doctor at this point goes yes, yes, <laughs> and that's the reason why I noted it down the second time when he went oh, yes, right. yes, 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 yes. There's oh. a there's a lot of yeses in this, but what he what he then does, he says that that uh, it goes up so high this uh, hierarchy of notes that there is I don't know if it's notes or music. I think it's music so powerful it would drive us mad. Now that's a bit of a leap, but it yeah. reminds me a bit of the Monty Python killer joke. Yeah, and and also if there was a, a, a hierarchy of notes that at some point it would drive us mad, why are we checking that? Yeah. Why are we checking on what makes us insane? It's dangerous. It's like like reading the killer joke, isn't Just it? Just like reading the killer the killer joke, yeah. Python. So, well, in order to ex- sort of like further explain this, he just says, "I wonder what what." noises that spider makes well I'll ask you Rob what what does a spider make what noise does a spider make um, well I've heard it I've heard them like make rustling noises I think they're constantly lighting a zippo <laughs> wouldn't you see click, that click 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 no it's too small isn't it oh it's a tiny spider yeah. zippo yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I reckon you know the sound of uh Crumbling biscuits. Oh. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what about what about uh, rubbing polystyrene together? Yeah, that'd be they probably it, yeah. That. But it's uh, obviously we can't hear that because no. it's, it's 
But they must be making some sort of noise. They've got to... They're not oh, silent. Are they not? Oh, they could be. They could no, be. I don't. Maybe, maybe they hum to attract flies. Yeah, that's a good one. That. Anyway, well, actually, talking about that, it's not actually sound, is it? It's vibration yeah. in the air yeah. that creates the sound. Then that's what he's insinuating, really. So there's a bit of science on this one as well. Yeah, I mean, and what he says, and this is this is why I sort of pinned the yes, yes, good, good. He explains he's been working on a machine to pick up these sounds. He's been working on it for years. But it's not working yet. He's not fine-tuned it, has he? Well, he says it's not working. He says it doesn't work. I just took that as he's not got to the crux. Like, in other words, it's doing something, it's on the right track, but he hasn't got it to its finished product. That's Um, what I took it as. Because I'm thinking if it doesn't work, why is he saying yes, yes, good, good? He'd be better off going bugger. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's why I thought, oh, he must have meant it's not ready to put onto the market. Yeah, so it can hear things that you can hear, but he can't, he can't, can't reason can't it yet at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not working. Yeah, he's, he basically he, he he's trying to work out what he wants to investigate particular set of sounds. Yeah, that, has he heard before, or he just knows that they're out there? No, he's, he's just he's just presuming that they're right. Out. Now, do you think the doctor's looking a bit as though old fella's a bit a bit crazy? Yeah, because that's obviously what he is. He's a psychological doctor as well as a, a yeah. doctor of medicine as well. Yeah, which makes me wonder: has it worked? Has he heard the sounds that drive you mad? Oh right, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Has it already started? A bit of a mind walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the doctor leaves at this point, and then we get to we cut to. Um, uh, Hang on a minute. Oh yeah, we cut to him coming out of the shed with the, like a satellite, yeah, with yeah. a satellite-shaped microphone type. Thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like satellite dish. Satellite it's dish like with a microphone in the middle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's an old one, isn't it? It's not. It's not. It's, no. You know, it's that's not right. like it's in keeping with the time, the nineteen thirty-five time. Yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, he listens through these ear- earphones and he hears something. It's a scream. Yeah. Can't quite place it, but he's got an idea. And he links the woman who's in the garden next door, yeah. who's the woman we saw earlier, to to the reason it's happening. And, and it's a Doctor Who type noise, isn't it? You yeah, know, it like, really is, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they used to call it? BBC Stereophonic Workshop? Yeah, it really like is. Call it, it, yeah, so he, she then cuts... He sees her cut a rose, and at the same time the rose is cut, yeah. another scream. Yeah. So he's like, fuck, that's it. Uh, what I'm hearing must be to do with the plants, and he tells her to cut another one. Yeah, uh, rose. Sorry. So he cut. He, he cuts a rose. So she cuts a rose. It happens again, and then he runs over. He's like, "That's it. It's confirmed." Yeah. He's, te- and, he's and telling her the, the explanation. Now. He is telling the explanation, but he like keeps telling her it in three or four different ways, one after Chunks, another. Yeah. Isn't yeah. yeah. Sort of like thinking, "Yeah, all right, we've got that now." And she's just a bit skeptical of the whole thing, as you would be, wouldn't you? She runs off eventually, and uh, he calls her a silly woman. Now then, he then, as because he, he's still in the garden, decides, hang on a minute, I can do my own test here. Yeah. So picks a daisy. Picks a daisy, same sort of thing. Bit, bit but it's a squeal. It's, it's a bit higher pitched than yeah. the... Still, he's now w- works out that this is what it is, and these plants are making the noises, yeah. and he starts chanting them. 
All Things Bright and Beautiful. Yeah. The the song. Have you, have you seen the Stuart Lee sketch? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's, there's an error in it, though. What is it? Well, I can't... I can't sort of remember exactly, but he's, he's got a bit at the end. He's got like Venn diagrams or, yeah. or yeah. those overlapping circles, yeah. and I think he makes an error in whether all things would have wings or something like that. If you, we'll watch it. After okay, that. sure, and, yeah, and, and see. Um, but yeah, it did remind if me not, of that. Sorry about that. <laughs> but if you did, well, I'm surprised because you went to Oxford and everything. Yeah, it it. Um, it did remind me of that, and it also reminded me of school when they used to have acetates with the lyrics to hymns on, right? And an overhead projector. Did you? Yeah. Well, we had hymn books. Yeah, I imagine you would. <laughs> Not slate. <laughs> so yeah, so we would have uh, it would be written down in pen by a good handwriter. Yeah. Overhead projector, OHPs. You remember? Them? Yeah. That's yeah. how we used to do things. Crikey! Well. First time I saw one of those was I was eleven when I'd gone up to big school. We never had a little no, school. Yeah, we a little school. And we, they used them in uh, in IS, which was integrated studies. It was a mixture of history and geography. Why would you do that? No, it's one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he then packs. He goes. This might be a the very next morning, or it's it's. It's in the morning time, but it's like sometime in the future. Yeah. He packs up his audio device. It's it's a big, cumbersome thing, isn't it? Yeah. He goes off into the woods in um, which and, is in a graveyard. And this is following some really dubious logic, where he's saying, "Well, you know, the roses feel pain, the daisies feel pain. Maybe bigger things don't feel pain." Now, where, I'll test it. Where, but where would that theory evolve from? Because yeah. you would think, well. Is he saying that or is he not just saying, wait, hang on a minute, I best check to see at what point I can't hear stuff? I don't know. I, I, I because don't know. I've got a problem with what happens next. All right. So let's get to that bit. Okay. He he goes into the woods, he unpacks his listening device, Yeah. and then he gets he goes back to the house. <laughs> there's, there's walking involved. Yeah, yeah more running, scuttling. Yeah. <laughs> He, he gets to the house, uh, sorry, his shed, yeah. picks up an axe, yeah. goes back out. At this point, the old woman sees. Yeah. Right. But uh, it's really, it's that's a nonsense part because she doesn't. She, was, she has no part to play in that. don't see her again, no. do we? No. So anyway, she sees, she's obviously worried, that's all. And uh, he goes back to the w- woods yeah. where the graveyard is and then he sets up his listening recording device and then he swipes at a tree. Yeah, with his axe. He can hear the tree growl. I said growl. I, put, I yeah. wrote growl. I didn't say it. Ro- yeah, you growl. Put it in big, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Now then, I would argue that that growl that we hear is not the same frequency as the squeals and screams that we heard earlier. Well, do you think it's the other end of the frequency? Well, I don't know, but certainly if he set the listening device to pick up that frequency, it wouldn't have picked up this one. I, I agree. I thought that at the time. Mm. I thought it's because it's the other end of the scale. Yeah, it's, it's completely... It's deep. Yeah, it's... As opposed to... Exactly, yeah. It wouldn't... Even if it was the next notch or two down, he set it for a particular notch. So he wouldn't have been able to pick up that one. So he'd have to have a really wide sort of setting, wouldn't he? And then... Where's the experiment there? Yeah. That's just listening. She's listening for stuff. Um, so, so if he could, if he can hear, but the, to go back to what I was initially going to, well, this, what this leads up to is, if he can hear the highest of pitches from the daisy, yeah. us yeah. growls from trees, yeah. then he can hear everything yeah. 
as it happens in one go, yeah. which is why when he puts it on, he should never hear nothing. That's true. He could he would be able to hear birds, Everything. ants, tri- yeah. yeah. So he yeah. so he wouldn't be able drive, to drive you mad. Yeah. He, well, he's yeah. I mean, maybe it's just fake. It's all in his head. Well, I'll tell you what I wondered. Right, he does seem he's, he's got quite a lot of empathy. This old guy. Yeah. Right. He's a nice guy, by the way. There's nothing evil about him. No. And he seems a bit disturbed. Yeah. By, by the roses of suffering pain. I've got to say that that is the point of this. I think he is. What what he's bringing to this is the fact that he realizes that when we when we're chopping down stuff, we're actually hurting living things. That's right. what he's uh, yeah. coming to. So, so, why does he use an axe? Could pick off a branch, couldn't he? Twig. Yeah, or like like poke it with a, a knife. Throw a stone at it. Yeah, it could do anything other than like basically Eat it with an axe. Yeah, try to cut off its spleen. <laughs> Well, so I just wondered why he was doing that. He's yeah, I agree, totally agree. So he then rushes back to the house and calls the doctor. Yeah. Now the doctor, it appears, is is in bed at it's his six thirty in the morning, but yeah. he's acting like it's three, three o'clock in the morning. He is into because old ladies are up yeah, obviously because she's, she's seen up. him off go off with his axe. Correct. He's up and dressed. He probably doesn't go to sleep though, old fella. But uh, yeah. I, I found that a bit suspicious myself, to be honest. Um, and anyway, the doctor, he, he argues that he... Why have you called me at this time in the morning? But eventually he decides, OK, I'll check out what's going on. Yeah. And he arrives in a, a period car, doesn't he? He does, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, There's more walking to follow. Yeah, and he's explaining that there is a shortcut. That <laughs> the old man is explaining there's a shortcut. But the doctor won't know about it. He wouldn't it. know about that. Uh, we... <laughs> Is, what was the point in that? No idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, then... Um, um, let's just see here what happens next. Oh, yeah, he then convinces the doctor to put on the headset and stuff. Yeah. Whilst... It does it, he hasn't explained why he's doing this yet, has he? He just says, listen, doesn't yeah, he? Just yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. What happens next? Well, then he gets his axe, and he uh, chops the tree again, yeah. and uh, oddly, the Doctor is sort of like, not prepared to admit that he's heard anything. Really. Yeah, but we, he definitely heard something, you could tell by his reaction. Yeah, but why won't he admit it? I don't know, but uh, this, uh, the growl happens, we hear the growl, yeah. and then a branch comes from the heavens. Yeah. Well, from the tree. It's like the, the tree has thrown off a branch. Yeah, and uh, and it lands on his machine and breaks it. Well, we don't know if it's definitely broke it, do we? We we get. I mean, I would look at that impact and say, yeah, that's bust. Yeah, but yeah. but actually, that that theory well, that has never really no. been investigated. Do you think he was aiming at them, and it's just a bad shot, or what? Um. Or did it try and break his machine? Yeah, what, probably a bit of both, actually, right? I'll just chuck this branch off and see what how, how much damage I can do. You <laughs> um, to me, they deserve chopping down if they're going to be doing that sort of thing. This is seemingly where the book ends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the book ends with the, the man saying, go into your little medicine bag and put iodine yeah. on, on the cut, please. Yeah. On both of them. And then he explains... That, I mean, it's, he forces him to do it. He's proper shouting at him. You've got to cut. You've got to stitch it up. He says at first. Then he yeah. says, "Go and get, get some iodine and put it on." And he apologizes to the tree and stuff. Yeah. That 
and the doctor does it. The doctor complies. Yeah, but that's, that, that is the end of the story. That's the, the end original of the story. story, isn't it? Yeah. There's clearly no twist in this because the, the, if there's any twist at all, it, well, it's just it's just unusual. Yeah, rather it's not, than the end of, not the end of this story though. No, this one then does have a well. I think they've again crowbarred a twist in. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'm not even sure it's a twist. Well, anyway. it's, it's quite sinister if you look at it as a twist. Anyway, let's well, let's get to it. Yeah. So the, the doctor then takes the man back to the house and he says, "Come on, let's get some sedatives to calm you down." Yeah, he goes to the doctor. What did you hear? And he's going nothing. I didn't hear anything. I heard the branch falling, and that was it. He goes, yeah. "No, you did hear something. I can tell you heard something." And he goes, "Well, I, I, I don't know what I heard, but I, it was it was the branch fell, so I didn't hear anything." So why are you doing that? Well, again, this is that sinister side uh-huh. because, well, let's fast forward. What happens now is he goes back to the house and he's going to see to him medically. And but in the meantime, he's rang the asylum, asylum yeah. and he wants to have him committed. Yeah. Now, then, he goes back to the tree to pick up the sound machine, uh-huh. and as he's doing that, he apologizes to the tree. Yeah. So. So, what is he doing? Is he is he thinking that I'll take this sound machine and take it to Dragon's Den, or is he thinking I'll bust this machine up so nobody will ever no? Because he's apolo- is apologising, isn't he, to the tree? So he obviously has some sort of empathy as well. Yeah. So why has he had the old man committed? Because he obviously they, they could work in cahoots with this. He could do the science work, and he could go yeah. out and spread the word or something. It seems so fucking bizarre. Yeah, I can't work it out. No, right? Unless it's like a conspiracy sort of thing. Well, that's the only thing that I think think is that it's it's a sinister ending because mm. the man wants this glory. He's found a sound machine. Yeah. He's apologised to the tree. And he's covering, maybe he's covering it up, right? Because it might cause chaos. Because people, because the fella, the old fella says, "Oh, you know, imagine cutting this field of wheat and all the screaming." So, like, maybe people would stop eating uh, everything, like vegans. Yeah, what, so what, what they're going to eat then? Well, they'd have to so, switch back to meat, wouldn't they? I'm not sure that's uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, with the wood, wouldn't they? If yeah. They couldn't eat plants; they'd have to eat meat. You'd be stuck, wouldn't you? Yeah, or cocoa pops. You know, I don't understand why. Well, it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. go on, Jerry. You don't understand something. Well, right. Say you, uh, you've got free-range chickens that, that run around. Right. right. And they're all girl chickens. There's no cockroaches. No. Now, they're, as I understand it, they will lay eggs anyway. They don't have to be uh, fertilised for them to lay eggs. That's right. Now then, that egg, therefore, the unfertilised egg, is not a viable creature. No, it's not a creature. It will just decompose. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It won't grow into anything. No, it's not a thing. Therefore, wouldn't it be permissible as a vegan to eat that? Because the chicken's free range, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's running around. Nobody's forcing it to lay the egg. It's, no, and the egg is not not a live being. Couldn't ever be a live being, yeah. and will only decompose. So, wouldn't it be all right to eat an egg in those circumstances, even if if you were a vegan? I would have thought so, but uh, but but I don't think they do. No, they wouldn't do because it comes from a. It's like people uh, they won't eat Haribo, will they? Because it oh. comes out of a cow's udder. <laughs> It's it's uh, made out of bones, isn't it? 
Gelatin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what gelatin's made out of. Bones. Bones, crushed yeah. bones. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, I don't live too far from the Haribo factory, which on a good day, you can smell that sugar. Right. I say right. good day, it instantly gives me a headache. But um, I tell you a thing on that. <laughs> I've got quite a few things here, but uh, on um, Killer Queen, the Queen song. Yeah, yeah. It goes. It's about Killer Queen, right? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it, it goes it, exactly like that. It's a bit more tuneful, <laughs> <laughs> right? But then it sort of lists things, and it says. Gunpowder, gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, right? Yeah. Why is gelatine in there? Does it definitely do that? Gunpowder, gelatine. It might do. I can't quite work it out. Just get the lyrics up. Because, you know, if it was gunpowder, gelignite, I could understand that. But gelatine? Just like Mary Antoinette. Gunpowder, gelatine. Do you think they've got it wrong? <laughs> Dynamite with a lady. Do you think that Freddie thinks that gelatine <laughs> is was... what, what you blow stuff up with? Yeah, because it's not. Maybe he thinks gasoline. But that would be a very Americanism, wouldn't it? Yeah, and he doesn't say gasoline. He doesn't say... He no, says gelatine. He definitely says it. Do you, what I'm thinking is, do you, does he think that's what he's writing? Well, I don't know. But you see, what surprises me on that, on that thing is, why wouldn't Brian May have said to him... It's not that, because Brian May is like some sort of physicist or something. Isn't That's it? right. And it wouldn't have been Roger Taylor who said anything, because he's just a money-hungry whore. Have we, have we had this discussion before? <laughs> Sounds like Dr Scott. <laughs> have we had, When we say that, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're only saying it in jest, and we're not in any way suggesting that he is a money-hungry whore at well, all. Well, come we, on. Because that, that could well be defamatory, couldn't it? Is that, is that a legal thing? Yeah, is so we're not saying that at all. <laughs> right, okay. In my opinion, uh, that he he's not really bothered about preservation. <laughs> I think we ought to be very careful. Right, okay. Well, if all you're right. not allowing me say to to smirch, <laughs> uh, Roger Taylor of the excellent band Queen. Yeah, I don't like him. That's all. Anyway, look, I've, do you know what I've just done? I've got to the end of my notes, and that is the end of my notes. Right. Right. That was the end of the story. So, what we have here, in summary, is a man who can hear plants scream. Uh, spurious, really, if anything. But um, then, when he finally convinces somebody, that person who is convinced some, either wants to cover up the evidence or go and claim it as his own. Yeah. That's, the, that's what's happened. I can't quite work it out. It and seems it, a bit wrong. And it's possible that the old fellow's been driven mad by hearing the sounds that he's... That yeah, he's positive already. Yeah. So, did you like it? Well... The correct answer is only two letters long, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, I think, that is a, is a good idea, but that wasn't a good way of telling it. Mm. It needed more than 25 minutes yeah. to tell that story. And the problem you have, of course, is that that's, that story isn't worth spending any longer than 25 <laughs> minutes. You've got a problem there, haven't you? Yeah. So you have to do your best 
I don't think they did their best, but I don't honestly don't know how that could have been improved. No. Maybe just spending a bit more time with that, what the doctor's intentions were. But that's it. I just don't. I'm not. I don't care for that story at yeah, all. Yeah, there, there are too many sort of unfinished things. Yeah. Aren't there? Too many left things left dangling. The, I tell you what, it has because it doesn't seem to clear up anything. Right? There's yeah. nobody wins, nobody loses. Well, the old man loses, but then again, if he is going mad already, then he's in the best place for him. exactly. He's being looked after. Yeah. The boy on the turtle, oh, right? Oh. Okay, yeah, we've got a problem which is quite similar, which is it seems like there's a story where a man could hear plants, yeah. right? Oh, well, that's, all right, I don't want to know more, but thanks for telling me that bit. <laughs> Did you hear about that lad who went away on a turtle? <laughs> well, I'm not interested, but I'm pleased I now know there was a lad who went away on a turtle. Yeah, I think it's, I think, well, obviously it's not as bad as the turtle, though, is it? No, it isn't, but then again, it's that, that kind of like, if somebody told me the story, I'd think, come on bullshit <laughs> it's the same sort of thing it's bullshit it's um which is how we started this discussion all about bull- the bullshit it, yeah. yeah the bullshit cheesecake and that is where we probably should finish we probably should that was otherwise it will be a bullshit sandwich <laughs> um we hope you enjoyed listening to us have a check out the episode and stuff like that yeah it's, Watch it, listen to the podcast, watch it, see what you think about. Yeah. Did, did we get it wrong or did we get it very yeah, right? Let, let us know. Yeah. Right, what's next time on the podcast? Next which, time, which... Whilst, whilst I'm looking for this, I'll just sort of say Brian May's an astrophysicist, but I'd still think he'd know the difference between gelatine and gelignite. <laughs> so, so the next one is Never Speak Ill of the Dead. Where there, it's about Irene, the wife of a country doctor who has a reputation for promiscuity. Nice. She, she disappears, and speculation begins to grow that her husband's murdered her. Yeah, well, I like this one. This is one of my favourites. Is it? Yeah, I really like this one. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll discuss what I like about it next week. Yeah. It's got Warren Clark in it, who's pretty famous now, anyway. So whether he was well, at the time. What did he do? Warren Clark, he was. Um, his famous, most famous role is, um, I can see his face, he's got a kind of a curmudgeon face. Clockwork um, Orange. That's mean? right, he was in that, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, Dalziel and Pasco? Yes, that's it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Pasco, uh, Dalziel, whatever is he, it is. Is yeah. he like the Scottish copper then? Uh, oh, they're both Scottish copper. Yeah, they're both Scottish in that, but he's the older guy. Right. Yeah. Well, and how do you describe his face? Curmudgeon. Right, okay. <laughs> well, easy then. Yeah, if you want to see a curmudgeon, have a look at that one. Yeah, and we'll be doing it next week. Oh, right, to our guys, thank you for listening. Bye. The tales of the old.